The reading today is Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Hello friends, my name is Adrian, if you don't know me, and it is so good to be with you again this morning, either in this moment or on demand in whatever moment you're watching this. And my deep desire is that everything I get to share from this chair brings some encouragement to you wherever you're sat in this moment. Uh, so it was excellent just to hear what Mel shared. And we're in this series entitled Living Prayer, and we're going to be looking at the prayer that uh, Mel has just read out from Philippians 4 in a moment, but in terms of the series, what we're discovering week on, week out, is actually we're being invited to live lives that are shaped by prayer. And as we are shaped by prayer, it causes us to know something more of who God is, understand something more of who we are, and then it kind of defines something more of how we then seek to live. And we've seen that week on, week out, and it's there for us, whether we're someone who who've centered their lives on Jesus and said, yeah, I want Jesus, you to be at the, the center of all I am and all I do, that we're finding this brings us strength and encouragement. But maybe you're here and just looking in saying, well, I'm trying to figure out who this God is. And my hope is that for you too, that these prayers that we're looking at are revealing something more of who God is and how he's longing to shape your life as he's longing to shape mine. And so in looking at this Philippians 4 prayer, what we discover is it's a prayer of peace. You see, God's desire is to shape your life and shape my life with his peace. And that word peace like conveys wholeness. His desire is that you and I would know wholeness in the core of our being. And this prayer that Paul kind of outlines in Philippians 4 is, it's actually like a, an exchange. It's saying like, there's a, a way that we can pray causes us to exchange our worry, our unrest, for God's peace, God's wholeness. You see, the reality is you and I worry. Like there's circumstances we face, there's situations that we come into contact with that, that just cause us to get concerned, to get worried, to get anxious, to get fearful. And like they lead us through to what I often call like the what if scenarios where I find ourselves like contemplating like what might happen next. Like the pandemic that we're living with at the moment, like surely that's like in this backdrop often of moments that cause us concern and worry. And as we encounter those moments, we can find that worry can begin to shape us. It can begin to consume us. And if we're not a bit careful, it can begin to suffocate us. Now, my guess is each of us have found moments like that, where we've found that this thing that we're worried about suddenly becomes something that is like shaping like who we are as we're consumed with thinking about it more and more. And as we get consumed thinking about it more and more, we find it kind of suffocating. Maybe at the moment you're finding something. I know for me, like a month into lockdown or three or four weeks into lockdown, I, I found myself in a situation where 
this year is a year where I get the privilege of putting on a festival for the movement we're part of called Catalyst. And it's a festival that has around four and a half, five thousand people. And in it was this moment of realization, this isn't going to happen. But what on earth is going to happen? And, and in it, I found myself just getting more and more worried about like what might happen. And to be honest, it, it was like this. It's like I started off with my life like this. And there was this blip in the corner that was what's going to happen in terms of this festival and before you know it i just kept kind of overthinking it and analyzing it and trying to find an answer within myself and kind of curving in and folding in on myself as i found myself consumed by what might happen of just finding myself down cul-de-sacs of illogical thought and before long i kind of found myself defined by these what-ifs of what might happen in terms of this festival and to be honest I got to this point of like convincing myself that I was basically going to lose everything because of a mismanagement of what had happened through something that was out of my control and before long I found that my life was just defined by this thing that I was concerned about and to be honest I could say that that took days to get to but it didn't it was like within half an hour I found myself just curved in boxed in, needing unlocking. See, that's what worry does. It gets us to that point of thinking that our whole of our life is just defined by this thing that we're worried about, concerned about. And it feels suffocating, it feels like we're locked in and this prayer of peace comes and invites us to know an unlocking. That's what I want us to look at, just briefly, just look at how then this prayer takes us to this point of being able to exchange worry for peace. And I'll do that by just kind of quickly applying like what I use in this prayer, as I find it like a go-to prayer in these moments where I found myself kind of thinking I was the answer and I find I'm not, I'm just locked in. You see, what we find through this prayer of peace is that it's an invitation firstly about expressing and remembering expressing and remembering you see what i had to do is just come to god and say god this is my reality i'm really worried about what might happen here i've taken myself to some illogical conclusions of me losing everything in light of this and I, i've just found that i'm consumed by this expressing the reality of my worry but in it is coupled with a remembering a remembering of the wonder of who God is. You see, the danger is as I get boxed in by my worry, it causes me to begin to limit who God is. And so it's so important, as uh, Paul writes in Philippians, that we need to remember and, and come with thanksgiving of who God is. You see, in that remembering of the wonder of who God is, it can't help but cause me to become more and more grateful to God that I'm in relationship with. See, in that moment of having expressed this is what I'm worried about, I then started to remember, God, you're my father. You're one who is loving. You're one who is good. You're one who is always seeking my best. Is what You're one who delights in me. That's who you are as my father. That I think come of, God, your son. You're Jesus who came and lived and died and rose again in order that you could deal with the ultimate sense of my unrest. The ultimate sense of me being locked in, of realizing that I was never good enough. And Jesus, you offered me your wholeness. 
that I would know that I'm now defined as one who is unconditionally loved and accepted because of who you are, Jesus. I then get to remember not only that God is Father, not only God is Son, but I remember God as Spirit, one who's calm and dwells within me and you, one who causes us to know and experience the wholeness that Jesus offers. You see, as I find myself in that place of, yes, expressing, but then remembering, I'm suddenly caught up in just the wonder of who God is. And this the wonder of this God that I come in desperation to and say, God, I need your peace. I realize he's the one who can provide it. Because then having expressed and remembered, we're then called to this point of then releasing and receiving. So this exchanging, you see, we exchange the expressing and remembering. We then get this coupled releasing and receiving. You see, in the wonder of who God is, Father, Son, and Spirit, I suddenly get to release control. Say this thing that I'm worried about, I give to you, God. I trust to you because I know you are unfailing in love and goodness that you're for me, that God, you keep the world spinning. I don't. Therefore, I release this to your control. It doesn't define me, you do. And then having released it, I then get to receive from God. I get to receive as he unfolds me. It's amazing. I get to receive the fact that God comes, brings his comfort by his presence with me of the knowledge of the comfort that God is in control. I get to know and receive his peace through not only comfort, but rest. Resting in the fact that God defines me, not my circumstances, but what if. I'm one, that you're one, that God longs for us to live in the beauty and wonder that he delights in us, that he unconditionally loves and accepts us. And it's that we get to rest in. At this point, you can think, well, is that the end of the prayer then? Like we've prayed, we've expressed and remembered, we've released and received, the paper's unfolded. It's then we move on. No, no, there's another part. You see, the last part is probably the most important part, is that we get to be those who are then embracing and continuing. That we come and we embrace everything that God has provided for us in his peace and wholeness. That we get to understand the wonder and embrace the fact that we're defined by God, not our second. That Jesus has forever declared through his life, death and resurrection that you and I are those that are unconditionally loved and accepted. And that's what brings us peace. And it's as we embrace that, it guards our heart and our mind. It guards the very core of our being to realize that these circumstances, this what if I'm wondering about actually doesn't define me. Like God does. It brings peace. But it's not only embracing, it's also then continuing. You see this prayer becomes something that then shaped how we then live, how I then lived, having been unfolded, how I'm, having embraced that truth. I'm then still in the circumstances. And it's that that I then get to continue in, of ensuring that I'm taking thoughts captive, not allowing myself to kind of entertain that I've got the answer within, rather than trusting God. 
of taking on the stuff that I can control and releasing the stuff that I can't and there's things that I could do, people I could speak to, but they're not taking on responsibility for the stuff I couldn't do, of worrying about the what ifs, of continuously coming and continuing in that place of just, I'm going to trust you, God. Why? Because you've always been one that is trying. Of coming and continuing in that place of just receiving God's peace and wholeness, of his comfort and his rest, of allowing that to shape my day in, day out. And then continuing by repeating the whole prayer as and when I need to. See, the reality is that that moment of being consumed by the what ifs of this festival scenario to that point of just continuing in the wonder and the fruit of this prayer of peace. Probably took about 30 minutes, but it was so good. See, I could have spent ages just being defined by the what ifs, but actually the invitation is to recognize it and say, no, I now get to lean into this prayer of peace. I'm just gonna hear actually from a couple other people who are just gonna talk about their experience of experiencing and understanding the invitation of this prayer of peace. So should we just hear those two stories? Hi, my name's Joy. Um, I became a Christian at 17, at which time I really knew God's love and faithfulness to me. And I didn't have any sense of fear or anxiety, but over years, um, eventually it crept in, particularly relating to trusting God with my um, our three children, um, plus other situations. Um, God, over various points of my life, has helped me understand why I've struggled. Um, he's shown me, um, helped me see things from my past that have created um, damaging thought processes and um, helped me to find some release, some freedom from that. And particularly as life's gone on and I've understood who I am in God more, my identity in him and his unconditional love. Um, but still I've struggled at times. Um, Romans 12 verse 2 talks about um, our need to have our minds renewed so that we would understand God's good, pleasing and perfect will for us. And I've always understood that to be important for my sense of peace. Um, and recently, God has been really gracious. He's helped me understand something, which is that in that process of renewing of my mind, I realize that I have been striving myself um, to renew my mind, which is impossible, really, because it's only the work of the Holy Spirit that can renew our minds. And as I have chosen to not strive, but to surrender to God, um, I found that he has brought rest restoration and renewal in a way that I haven't really been able to experience before. Um, and ultimately that has brought to me a sense of peace, of well-being, that um, as I look at scripture, as I see the truth of who he is and who I am, I can trust him with everything. I'm a work in progress. I haven't sussed it all, but God is good. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm 18 years old. And 
So I left school at the start of lockdown, um, which had its own sort of disappointment. Uh, and then the government announced that um, exams, A-levels were going to be cancelled, which for me was really upsetting. I'm one of those strange people who kind of enjoys exams, I guess. Um, I was looking forward anyway to kind of pulling together everything I'd learned in year 12 and 13. And yeah, it did hit me really hard that I wasn't getting those things that I'd expected and planned for. And I was plunged into this sort of uncertainty about, so what will that look like? Like, um, if there's no exams, you know, what happens about grades and what's going to happen about saying bye to my teachers who have been great and everything. So that was really hard. And then that was followed by... Um, universities starting to announce oh they're gonna do first terms online and I mean my mum would say I've been looking forward to uni since I was about four years old but certainly recently I've been really looking forward to and hoping for that chance for further study and living somewhere new sorry dad I know Birmingham is great um but yeah so I was in this place of real uncertainty and sadness and just like feeling quite scared I guess that things weren't turning out the way I thought they would and I just prayed for peace and honestly God is amazing we know but that peace I knew over the following two weeks after praying that was just so so good and kind of restorative and exactly what I needed and, at the, and I wasn't trying to make decisions and control things and at the end of that, I felt a kind of new clarity, I guess, about uh, the decision I did want to make for uni. But actually, I was just trusting God with it and relinquishing my need to control uh, kind of my future, I guess, in a sense. And yeah, I definitely feel that is such a good answer to prayer and that yeah exactly what I needed in that time of uncertainty and they're so good aren't they stories just so help week on week out of just earthing something of what we're looking at in terms of this living prayer series see each of us are invited to be shaped by this living prayer this prayer of peace a prayer that invites us to exchange our worry for God's peace that we get to do that by expressing and remembering, by releasing and receiving, and by embracing and continuing. And my hope is that for each of us, this prayer begins to shape more and more of our life. Jesus longs for us to live lives that aren't saturated, suffocated by worry, but rather that are freed up by his peace.